Welcome to By Design, where we offer encouragement for you in your home and your soul. I'm Lynn. And I'm Danette. And we're excited to be here today. I want to send you over to our website. It's bydesignpodcast.com. We would love it if you would subscribe and follow along with us and just grow more in your faith. And um, we want to help you find ways to make your homes beautiful and give you ideas in the design world. And so... Absolutely. Be part of our By Design community. So... Today, we are so excited to share one of our most favorite people. She has been a gem that I have discovered in the last couple of years, and I am really excited for all our listeners to hear today from Vivian Mabuni. Hi, Viv. Hey, good morning. Good morning all the way from California. Oh, <laughs> wow. Is it sunny there? Is it sunny there it in is. California? It's- it's sunny in California. It's always sunny in California. Oh. We kind of freak out. If water falls from the sky, it's like everything stops. We don't know what to do. We can do earthquakes and that's fine. But yeah, rain. No, we don't do that. We're covered yeah, in snow over here. So much snow. Oh, really? So yeah. Okay. I just saw your picture we, that you posted on Instagram of your like preparing for our little recording. Yeah. And I could yeah. see grass or like no, sun really? out your window in the back that's what i looked at i was like look at that because we are it's cold and wet and nasty oh my well, see, i grew up in colorado so i mm. remember distantly like mm. winter but it's ridiculous here like if it gets into 50 all of us have our ugg boots and down vest and oh, beans on. 50s. 50s right now here, we're like, I could get my tan back. Oh, we don't even wear coats. At 30 degrees, we're it. not even wearing coats because that's nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, my kids my are too, my, my older two boys, they walk to school. I've got three boys and two of them walk to school and they're like, you know, of course, too cool for school. They just wear their sneakers <laughs> and trudge through the snow with their t-shirts. Anyways, but I love it. We are so yeah. thrilled to have you join us today, Viv. Thank you so much. We um, just saw you speak at If Gathering last weekend. It was ah, amazing. That's so fun. So you fun. were uh, honestly. I just. I love your disposition. Just the sweetness that comes across. Actually, you remind me of Danette that way. Danette has that like just sweet oh. disposition, and I was like, "Wow, I need more people that are sweet around me." <laughs> <laughs> I can be a little bit spicy. Uh, I love it. You were even well, saying that about her writing style, right? I then? was. Okay. And I've been reading your book, Warrior in Pink, which I love. Oh. I was telling Danette, oh. I'm like, it's like you're sitting across from her and she's telling you her story of just God's faithfulness mm-hmm. and goodness and in the ugly and the hard. And it's beautifully done. You have a beautiful oh. style. Well, thank you. It's, it's so funny because I don't have a writing background. So it actually took my cancer story to pull the writer out of me. Because mm. my husband had been saying for a long time, like long before cancer was on the scene, he was like, you should write. And I'm like, I, I'm not a writer. I didn't, you know, I wasn't an English major. I don't know how to, I don't know what a dangling participle is. I don't know grammar. You know? And so, um, so he was one that had always encouraged me, but I was too um, chicken. And then oh. my best friend set up a Caring Bridge account when I was diagnosed with cancer. So that's where I started to just share stories and things that God was teaching me. And it's like out of the, the pain, God birthed something that I didn't know was part of my, mm. you know, skill set even, or just, yeah. So that's I actually awesome. really enjoy writing, but I'm really, uh, I still, even though I've published a book and my next book is in the run, like it's in the process of being published. I'm 
still have I still have a hard time calling myself a writer oh. or an author. <laughs> That's okay. Listen, can you can you just go back a little bit and tell our listeners for those that maybe don't know your story um, and a little bit about you and your family life? Can you mm-hmm. kind of give us a background? Sure. Well, I um, let's see. I've been married for twenty six years to my husband Darren, and we both um, serve full time on staff with Crew formerly Campus Crusade for Christ, and we've lived out here in Southern California our entire married life. Um, we have three kids. Our oldest son is 24, and today is Julia, our youngest daughter's uh, 16th birthday, mm-hmm. and on Friday will be my middle son, Michael's 21st oh, birthday. Oh my goodness, I a know, big week It's a big week, and actually now that they're older, it's it kind of... Um, kind of smooths out a little bit. So it's, you know, no longer trying to, you know, call the, the jumpy guy to do the blow up thing in our backyard. And cupcakes oh my and <laughs> I can't those, wait. Those days are over. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they do. There, there comes a day, young moms, when all mm. your kids can get to the car by themselves and they Amen. even drive away. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. So you have the two boys older and your daughter is the mm-hmm. youngest. Yeah, you, and yep. she's sixteen today. She's got two older brothers. That poor her poor future husband. I'm serious. She will. She just basically will never date because between <laughs> the dad and the two brothers, it's just you know maybe when she hits forty, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds perfect. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's very different having a daughter, but I love having a daughter. I love that. That's great. Um, I only have, I have three boys, which I love being a boy mom and my friends that have girls like Danette's got a sweet girl and Mm -hmm. I get to share in some of the fun. Like she'll send me pictures when they get to do girly fun things. And I'm like, yeah, you're the one that will call, right? There's one friend that Lynn shows up at her house for prom to help her daughter or whatever. I guess get to watch her. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fun. She invited me this year. So sweet. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. So you, so where did you meet your husband in Colorado? No, we actually met on a summer mission in the Philippines. So uh, we were both on staff with crew and we were both assigned to the summer mission in Manila. And it was the craziest summer. I mean, seriously, Mm -hmm. I need to write about this one day, but we had bomb Mm -hmm. threats, kidnapping threats, a U.S. Peace Corps representative was kidnapped. Wow. um, And we had a 7.7 earthquake. So in the midst of all that, we fell in love. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Seriously, you, it could be like a Bourne movie, like a a Bourne movie. (laughs) Like who knew? Yeah. Oh, I love it. So yeah, that is crazy. So you fell in love. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yep. And we dated three months and got engaged. (laughs) Now that we have kids, we're like, I don't know if I necessarily recommend that. Oh, that's hilarious. (laughs) But yes, that was that was our story. Well, you were brought together under like extreme like circumstances, right? So you guys fast forward. You knew what mattered. You're like. We know what matters now. The world could end tomorrow, you guys. <laughs> I <laughs> know, like right? So that's so funny. So yes, we didn't know. So we didn't like know each other very well when we got married. And I remember uh, back back in the day before Venmo, um, there are these paper things called checks that people used to write. Oh yeah, <laughs> I've heard of those at the grocery store, which would require your driver's license to you know validate that you were actually the writer of the check. Anyway, um, on his way to campus, we were on staff at UCLA. Darren, um, you know, noticed that my wallet, I didn't bring my wallet to the grocery store. So he 
dropped it off on the way to campus and he stood there at the end of the bread aisle and he stood there for several minutes watching me and I was like darting back and forth, back and forth, up and down, looking at all the shelves and stuff. And finally he just like, Viv, what are you doing? And I looked at him, I burst into tears and I was like, I don't know what kind of bread you like oh. <laughs> what kind of peanut butter. Oh, that's precious. <laughs> So, yeah. So for those that like have a long, you know, like friendship that goes into dating, you know, there's a there's something really sweet about knowing like the little things. And then Mm -hmm. there are others that, you know, it's like our testimonies. It's like there's no two stories that are the same. So Mm -hmm. for for us, it was just this crash course into like, whoa, who who are you? (laughs) So, yeah. That's hilarious. That's awesome. I love it. I love hearing people's <laughs> stories. I just think it's actually oh, Valentine's Day too. So that's even more yes. special. It's not when you hear this people, but for us today is Valentine's Day. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that's awesome. So you guys were serving together. You guys have always just had a, a ministry family heart. Yeah. Both of us are the first Christians in our family. Wow. So, um, hmm. so yeah, so we kind of like, like stumbled into even marriage and parenting without really knowing how God fit into all of it. So we've just been, you know, stumbling along <laughs> and, and in that learning to depend on the Lord and making a lot of mistakes. So, yeah, I don't think, I don't think I've ever experienced anything more humbling than being married and having children. Amen. Like, we say that, didn't I? I've said that before. Like oh, marriage yeah. and parenting is the I most know, sanctifying yeah. thing. Yeah. For me right now, Seriously. it's parenting, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's where I'm like mm. totally failing, but. Yeah, it keeps me humble. Failing. Oh, whatever. (laughs) Well, some days. (laughs) Some days they feel so hard. I I used to think I was nice. (laughs) That's what I say all the time. Right? I thought I was going to be this nice, loving mother, like Mm -hmm. kind of like how I remember my mom being. But yeah, no, Mm. I'm not. I'm not. It's okay. I pray that my children will forget. Right. <laughs> That's a good prayer. Lord, help them forget about my ugliness. That doesn't bring them closer like, to you. Uh, well, I think that there's just so much um, learning to give myself and my children grace. Like we've just so many, there's so many changes that take place in the lives of our kids and even in ourselves because we're not the same people we were five years before. You know, like I wish I, and there are days I wish I could do a do over because I've learned so much through failure, <laughs> but, right. but it's like learning to give myself grace. Like I've never been in this place that I am right now with a teenage mm. daughter who is where she is struggling with the things that she struggled with. Oh, and I, I don't know imagine. how to do this, right. you know? So it really is like learning to be able to be okay in that. We just, we don't know. And yeah. we, we try our best and we have to trust that the Lord will fill in where we have gaps and I've seen how my friends, my girlfriends have been the ones that have come along and they, where I have weakness, they have strength and it's just been a bad. So I like, for example, I'm like, such not a very, (laughs) the one intimidating thing about the the podcast is how, how beautiful design is in both your lives. (laughs) And I'm like, um, I can admire it, (laughs) but that's not my forte. And so in it, um, my girlfriend Layla does all of that. So she did Julia's makeup, curled her mm. hair, did all that for winter formal or homecoming, you know. So it's like having friends, and that's just an external thing, but just having friends who have oh. other Oh, I agree gifts, with you. That's the means you know? of grace. Like 
God's people, the people he surrounded me with have been such a way. It's like the gospel I see in front of me. You it's know? God's grace to you. Yeah. Just of them coming alongside. And just like you said that filling in the gaps, even with your kids. And Right. We, I have yeah. friends that are like wonderful cooks that like I can go to their house <laughs> and there will be food that people want to eat. No one will come to my house for that. And I've had to like grow and learn that I'm not that person. It's okay. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's mm-hmm. a lot of, like I can invite people over and I can maybe have, you know, a crock pot of, I don't know something they tell me to make <laughs> basically, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but other people, it's their joy and their gift and I have to let them use it, you know, mm-hmm. because yeah. I can't show up that way. So we get that about the design stuff, but it, you know, mm-hmm. we all, you know, it's funny though. And just hearing you, you talk at if and, and reading your book, seeing your heart of like how you approached cancer, you know, just even that's mm-hmm. evident, even in the way you saw that as grace. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I want to hear more all yeah, about so the, tell, so tell our, your cancer tell journey about, yeah, and warrior in pink, how that all happened. Yes. Well, it was, um, I see God's grace it, it woven into my story, even before I knew about the cancer. And I had been um, leading a women's Bible study and we, you know, as women, as women do, we start to trust each other and share more deeply about our lives. And so we were meeting at a food court at the time at a mall after our kids were in school. And um, one of my friends shared about this woman that everyone admired. She was the Asian Martha Stewart. She, mm-hmm. you know, she always had it together. She looked together. Her kids were perfect. Her home, the food she made, all of this stuff. You know, it, yeah. Externally, she just was flawless. And then this woman was diagnosed with breast cancer and, you know, obviously, you know, people wanted to help her. So they offered to take her kids to school or, you know, bring over meals, do anything that just helped lighten the load. And she uh, refused the help. She just didn't know how to let people in. And so she went through her cancer treatment, her body changed and she couldn't hold her perfect world together. And then Mm -hmm. tragically, um, my friend shared that this woman committed suicide. Mm -hmm. Uh, left behind her her husband, her two kids. And honestly, I just, I remember sitting in that food court and it was like, you know those movie scenes where everything freezes, but you're still moving. Mm-hmm. And it, it felt like that moment where God had my total attention. And it was like, you don't even know this Asian Martha Stewart, but you could totally relate to her because you like being the strong one. Mm-hmm. You like being the one to help, but you don't know how to let people in. You know, and I just, I remember praying, I made a promise to God. It was like, Lord, if anything like this ever happens to me, I purpose right here, right now, I will let people in. And this Mm -hmm. was um, probably like mid-October, and I had no idea that two months later, three days before Christmas, I was going to get the phone call that I had cancer. And it's just, I look at that and think, gosh, Lord, you were so kind to per- to prepare my heart in a way that I didn't even know at the time. But because of that, that October moment, I think it changed the trajectory of how I, um, <clears throat> how I went through cancer treatment mm-hmm. and, and the posture of receiving, learning to be a gracious receiver was soul altering because it's just, I find that, you know, there are, a lot of women, I, I'm so, I'm such a fan of women. I think women are remarkable. Mm. Everywhere I go, I just think, wow, women are incredible. Um, the downside of being, you know, incredible is that we can start to be self-sufficient rather than dependent on others and dependent on the Lord. <laughs> and then right. that leads yeah, to burnout, you know? <laughs> so, so I think it, it bringing, brought, being brought to a place where it was like literally could not 
do it mm-hmm. on my own um, was such a gift in the end. Um, not anything I would wish on anybody, but I see the benefit of what it looked like to be in community and, you know, and allowing mm-hmm. the Lord to, to um, yeah. be with me rather than shake my fist at him in it, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And yeah, what, what grace, how God loves us so much that he, he does go before, you know, he goes months before and plants seeds mm-hmm. in our hearts that will, you know, search them out so that eventually when he has to call that little flame in our hearts up where, you know, he's kind of brought us there already. That's, mm-hmm. it's just, I love to see how much God loves us in, in those kinds of little windows there. I Seriously. Loved, in, yeah. your, in your book, when you, when you share that story and, um, like leading up to Christmas, how you had to remember the sugar cookies and, you know, like mm-hmm. all those things. And, you know, like just my, my mama heart broke for you just mm-hmm. realizing it's like the busiest time of the year, you know, mm-hmm. you're trying to do all the things It's right before the holidays. And then, mm-hmm. you know, there's this huge thing, but it didn't, you know, just the way you handled it all just mm-hmm. so, I, I don't, being in your shoes, I can't imagine being in your shoes. And, mm-hmm. um, and like for your family, how did, how did that all play out like in your family well, it was unbelievers was, even you know like just to see yeah handling that well the cool thing several things happen um on my husband's side of the family they have since my husband came to christ they have all become christians and so my mm-hmm. nephews and nieces even awesome. are you know i mean it is incredible and when i had the opportunity to speak at like a college conference I'm, I always try to encourage these students, especially those who are the first in their family, because oh, there are a yeah. lot of students that come to Christ in college, but it's like, don't give up, don't give up. Yeah. You know, you have no idea what's around the corner mm. and your step of faith could, you know, be have a ripple effect into the lives of your, your immediate family. So um, I just, yeah, I, um, they, they were far away. Like my, my, um, my Darren's side of the family was all in Hawaii, and then uh, my sisters in Colorado. My parents lived out in Vegas and Henderson, Nevada. And so, um, I think it was one of those things where I, them seeing how our church community, our crew community, you know, our neighborhood, the school, all these people, these circles of people, believers and non-believers, even were rallying with us. I think really um, impacted them to see that, you know, we were not alone as we allowed people in. Mm-hmm. And I think that that, and I think that the other thing about cancer is that there's no, not a right way to do cancer. So, you know, I, um, I don't think that there's a one size fit all, you know, there are people respond differently. I had another friend who was diagnosed and, you know, also, you know, a pretty mature believer, but she went through a real difficult season of of dealing with anger and toward God allow, you know, allowing all this to happen. Um, and I, I respect that. Like God is big enough and there's not, that was not a wrong way to respond. It was a honest an honest, authentic way to respond. And so I don't think it's like a, you know, put a bow on it and praise the Lord. You know, every person's journey is different. Everyone's responses are different. And what I noticed was that, my my cancer bumped up against other people's unresolved grief, and so it was kind of like wow. it was an opportunity that people started to to um, mm. have to deal with some other like my uncle that had cancer and you know the, the un, unfinished business there. So I kind of sometimes was the recipient of 
hearing these horrible stories and, you know, and in the midst of it needing to extend grace to them, like, it's not that they're trying to um, discourage me, uh, but yeah, it's like, oh yeah, these are all the people that died from cancer. It's <laughs> like, oh, that doesn't help me right now. <laughs> like, you know, but yeah. it was realizing now, it was like, you know, it was bumping up against their right. unfinished soul, yeah. emotional work. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I can totally hear you on that. My husband and I went through something kind of similar, not cancer, but like a family illness and, you know, we we kind of had to stand on our faith and hold on tight and watch God deliver us. Um, mm-hmm. And I, and I know what it's like when you have other people that are suffering and, you know, they might not be um, being held up in quite the same way you are. And it takes time mm-hmm. sometimes for God to, to bring our stories to light and to bring, you know, like, I don't know. Sometimes we struggle in different ways and, and, you know, I can be crying on the floor and have a broken heart, but I can still stand up and, and claim and sing a song to the glory of God, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I need to tell that story for his glory, um, but not mm-hmm. in, but it still doesn't diminish someone else who's not ready to do that. You know, their story is still working its way out. So I, I totally understand oh, how complicated that can be. I love just that idea of bumping up to other people's unresolved grief, man, that's that's, you you some, should write a book. Yeah, can you write a book? <laughs> <laughs> it's probably in the book. I don't know. Yeah, somewhere. Yes, it is. I think I did. I, just, I threw it all in there. Oh, my goodness. Girl, I love it. So then you wrote this book. And and how did that come about? Was that something that God just like placed on your heart to like to help encourage? Were you... Tell us that journey. And- yes. Well, you know, after, as I was writing on Caring Bridge, you know, the poster being shared more and more like, hey, I, I hope you don't mind, but I have another friend who's going through a hard time. I said, okay. I'm like, sure, you know, just share away. And a number of people said, you should really turn this into a book. And, you know, I'm just like, you're just glad I'm alive. <laughs> so, okay, so, um, so uh, but it, it happened enough that I thought, well, I guess I could at least look into what that would require you know I have no idea and it's it's almost like going on an international mission where it's a, a foreign country with its own currency and its mm. own language and that's the publishing world <laughs> so it was like going into this mm. so I when I realized all that is required to publish a, traditionally publish a book with you know um, query letters and literary agents and proposals and all of mm. these you know all of these terms and um, processes I had no idea about, it was really discouraging to me. And so I just kind of, for me, and again, everyone's story is a little bit different, but for me, I was, I just kind of put my head down and kept going with the other things that were going on in my life. And then out of the blue, I received um, a message from an editor from a publishing house who had had, uh, received my, a link to my blog from an author I'd never met in Michigan. So it was like this, and, there, and she was asking, like, do you have a book proposal? And I'm like, ah, really? So I didn't have an agent. I didn't have a book proposal. So I literally Googled book proposal. That's and I'm like awesome. looking at the sample one and I'm like, okay, this is censored. Okay. That looks about five spaces down. You know, so I just it. put together this book proposal. And, um, and then as it kept going through this process, cause it goes from the book proposal process typically is that you query a literary agent, the literary agent pitches your book proposal to all these different publishing houses. And then if they are interested, they will 
take it to the editorial team. Everyone there has to sign off. And then it goes to the marketing team and the finance team. And it finally goes to the pub board where it has to be a unanimous thumbs up, two thumbs up before they even issue a contract. And that process usually takes about a year plus. So this is with, um, you know, a book proposal that has Mm -hmm. been vetted somewhat. So they also, you know, both literary agents and uh, publishing houses also have a slush pile, what they call of thousands of book proposals that people are just sending in like, hey, I have a book in my heart. <laughs> so mm-hmm. so it was a little bit of a, it was not just a little bit, it was clearly the Lord because yeah. it was completely backwards. Yeah. And so it kept going through. So about midway through that process, I signed with a literary agent and then um, was issued a contract. And, you know, it's so funny because you, you finish you know, signing a contract and then you write your book and then it's still another full year, year and a half before you hold the book in your hand. Yeah. <laughs> it's a long process and I had no idea at the time, but that's kind of how it came about. That's awesome. It's so cool to me because you're just your small yes being obedient. Mm. And just if God is in it and he's called you to it, he'll see you through it and mm. he gets the glory mm. at the end. And I just, I love hearing those stories of faith and and trust and risk and sacrifice, like all of it, I know is a part of it. Yeah. It's seriously for me. I'm just, I, I love how God, he takes the hard places and then he uses it to change us and send us on a completely different path. Like here you are now mm. a writer and you're standing up on mm. stages in front of women and talking about a lot whole, of women. Yeah. Like, mm. you know, mm. and there are people who want to be writers and then, and that's beautiful. And some, you know, like I wanted to be a designer. I went to school. This is what I do. It's part of my gift. But like sometimes mm. he says, nope, you're going to do this for me because I do giving, you trust, do yeah, you trust that right. I can. It's hard to become something new, isn't it? You should write a book on that. (laughs) We have have all these ideas for you. Oh, yes. (laughs) So good. So good. I love it. Yes. No, it's true. And I think that there's something that is so beautiful that God is able to redeem Mm. the hard parts of our lives. And in the midst of it, it sure doesn't help. It it wasn't comforting, you know, in the midst of battling cancer, being bald and Mm. in pain and all of that, going through chemo and um, there's no thought of, oh, someday God's going to redeem the story. You know, it, none of that. You just, it's almost right, like right. Your, your, your head is down and you're just putting one foot in front of the other mm-hmm. and just trying to show up for the next thing. Hmm. And it's one of those things where I look back and see that God was the one that, even, you know, the, the Asian Martha Stewart story is something mm-hmm. that I looked back on and realized, oh my goodness, he, he was there. And yeah. I, I didn't even know he was there. And even in this redemption process, it's like, the, the goal was never to, you know, have this turn into a book, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of a thing. It was just really, you know, taking, trusting that, that our pain is never wasted, mm-hmm. that God does not, does not delight in our pain in any way. He's, he's there to be with us in it and through it. Um, and it's even not that we go through hard things so that we can have this redemption story even. Um, I think it's kind of a byproduct of seeing that God can take our mistakes. He can take our um, things that have been done to us and things that have happened to us just by being human and living in a fallen mm-hmm. world. Um, all of that is never wasted in his hands. Mm-mm. And um, sometimes Amen. we actually don't even get to see the outcome. You know, right. some of the outcome we'll see in heaven, like, wow, I had no idea that this choice that I made to follow the Lord or obey his, you know, his prompting 
resulted in XYZ and we just had no idea. Mm-hmm. And one day we get to see. So, so true. It, you know, God works our stories out over time, doesn't he? Like, mm. I mean, you put in a lot of time though. Like you did crew for, what did you say? Like 20 years and you were on. Yeah, almost 30. Oh. Yeah. And so like, think of all the Faithful. the time Sweet. you put in beforehand. Of And mm. so, you know, like sometimes I think we see the book and like the person that get cancer and wrote a book, but we don't see the time the Lord put in with them in the trenches. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he, mm-hmm. so some of us could be in those trenches right now. And that yeah. doesn't mean God's not just taking putting, I like how you said yeah. that, like just putting your foot in front of the other and doing the next right mm-hmm. thing that you don't realize yeah. in those moments. So that's just so mm-hmm. real life. And you know, I was actually just thinking this morning about those early years as a mom of littles, you know, where mm-hmm. I felt like, all day long, all I do is wipe counters and yep. wipe butts. Yep. <laughs> That's my life, you know. Yep. And it, I, I, you know, it's a good day if I could take a shower, you know. And in those days, it was really um, the Lord working out some deep work in the quiet. Mm. And there was no, um, there's, you know, there were, there were no woohoo's. You know, it was really just being faithful before the Lord. So I feel like He does amazing work. Where when no one can see, it's like the root system, you know. Yeah. It's like it's all underground. We have no idea, but those those hard times, those those wilderness times, you know. I I know a lot of women that you know. It's like this is my, my life does not look like how I thought it would be, and in that in those times, I just there are um, there's growth taking place as we um, persevere and as we seek to stay faithful and we, um, you know, just uh, lean into rather than try to numb out, you know, our situation, if that makes sense. Well, and that's where we have to like allow the Holy Spirit to do the work in us, you Mm -hmm. know, like in Mm -hmm. those quiet, small moments and and lean on on that, that strength, Mm -hmm. that power that we have. And we just want to just try to do it all in our own strength and brush it all off as being mundane and yeah we have we have friends um you know like lynn and i are at a point right now where we're like doing this podcast or we're writing or speaking or doing things that maybe now is the time where it hasn't been the Mm -hmm. time in years past and i have friends who like i see them and i i have conversations with them where they're wanting to lead things in women's ministries and they they see other other friends at the point where they're doing that but they still have little ones at home and it's hard to to not be able to be so involved, you know, when you have children, mm-hmm. I think that's so hard as a woman because you want to, yeah. maybe you feel a, a calling inside to lead a Bible study or, or that maybe you have the gift of being able to actually, I don't know, counsel women or help, you know, whatever, like mm-hmm. there are, but sometimes when those, le- those dreams are kind of dormant when we're mommying and, and mm-hmm. raising our kids and we have to be okay with that. They, you know, there will be a time when you have the time to, to really fall into that part of your calling, but we are called to love mm-hmm. our families and our children first, I believe. And mm-hmm. it's hard to wait, but God, that's when God does the good work, right? When we're on that journey and those, I don't know. He, totally. He, it is. I think that there's something about the, well, I think what's really hard in the social media world mm-hmm. is that we can put filters and we can yeah. crop things. And so it's not quite reality. Like I could, my desk, this very moment, I'm in my pajamas. My desk is covered with just about every gum wrappers and post-its and random, you know, but if I take a certain photo at a certain angle, it can actually look really artsy. (laughs) But but the reality is it is a mess in here. Like it really is, you know, so I feel like that's so unfair. 
that that paints an unfair picture. It like, does. oh wow, she has it so together. You know, look at her little coffee mug on that really cute coaster, and it right. must mean that her life is blah blah blah. And it's just not reality. And I think, you know, I don't think there's such thing as a work life balance. I don't think mm-hmm. Jesus lived that. He, you know, he knew when to pull away. You know, they didn't. The disciples didn't have time to eat. It says in Mark. You know, so they they were pulling away, and he was walking in step with the Spirit. There are times that he was so exhausted, he was asleep mm. on the boat in the middle of a huge storm that fishermen were mm-hmm. fearing for their life. So that is a really big storm. And to be that sound asleep, you know, really, I think, is evidence of his exhaustion even. Like, there were times mm. that he was so tired. Um, he was hungry. He was cold. Jesus, fully God, fully man. And I think he demonstrates for us that there isn't, you know, like, okay, from... Six to seven is my quiet time, and right. then from this time to this time, I'm going to have breakfast, and then and every day is ordered. He was so in tune with the Spirit. Yeah, yeah. He knew to stay and let Lazarus die, yep. and he knew also to heal, you know, um, Peter's mom. I mean, he just, yeah. he was, he, he knew when to say yes, when to push through, when to pull back. So it wasn't just this, um, you know, us trying to get all of our little ducks in a row and be like, oh, now I'm a very successful Christian. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, it's such a good perspective. Right. Yeah. Sometimes I, I'm tempted to want to sit at my clean table with my nice coffee cup and, you know, the birds singing. And then I have my little, <laughs> my three-year-old whose name is Rage and he she comes... She called her son Rage. Yeah, that's he's his name. A, he's so cute. He's a, he's a terror, him. but he's, you know... <laughs> He's got a fire in him that I'm hoping one day God will use. But like, you know, it doesn't have, there's like my coffee cup is sticking to the table. I use a Sharpie (laughs) on my gray hairs because I'm too lazy to make an appointment. (laughs) Like, look at my hair, Lindsay. This morning I couldn't find my Sharpie. I just see wisdom. That's all I see. (laughs) I'm not kidding, but but we want to present ourselves in a light that's not always, that isn't accurate ever. Let's just be honest. Mm -hmm. Like we Mm -hmm. ready ourselves to look good. Oh, and to, yeah. to look yeah. like efficient in our lives and our faith. And, but actually we're not, let's just, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. so, and I think that there's a tremendous freedom in just being able to be ourselves. Like just, I'm, um, so at the IF gathering, the, in the, um, the attendee bags, they had like a, a fun little bag. Um, all of the attendees in the bag got this book called the emotionally healthy spirituality by Peter's. Zero. Seriously, Zero, I, I was I so excited when I heard that everybody got that book. I didn't. Hear I it. know everybody got that book, and it, like, wouldn't you know? Just last, you know, the week before, I had just started attending a women's Bible study here on that topic. So it was no like, way. okay, what is it called is again? Just, Say it again. It's Hold called it emotionally, yeah, emotionally healthy spirituality. Oh, and basically, the the gist of this is that. Uh, this pastor in Queens, New York, you know, his wife just had it, you know, it was just too much. She quit his church. <laughs> and out of that came the book, Emotionally Healthy Church, mm-hmm. uh, where he just talks about, you know, how we are just spinning all our wheels, burning out left and right. And it was just a re... Um, We're going to read that book. Sorry, I'm totally yeah, buying it right now. So good. Yeah, just pull up Amazon. But it's a... So this one is really focusing on... Um, learning to have silence and solitude and building that into your day. Like, wow. I mean, I didn't realize how hard it would be to just be quiet and be still for two minutes and let my soul settle, yeah. you know, kind of like when you like shake a bottle of dressing and just let the, um, 
the oil and the spices separate. It's yeah. like it takes some time to like quiet yeah. our hearts like that. And it's been such a challenge for me, um, but it's been so good. And there's a reason why I brought this up. Hmm. I love it. Yeah, it'll tie back around, but Seriously, it was, you know, keep just, going. <laughs> yeah. Viv, I need to hear that. Cause right now I feel shaken. Like I feel like I've just mm. been like shook to the point of like, shock and baby syndrome like i feel like completely kind of just in shock right um, we might have been crying before we started recording crying for the last 24 hours but it's totally it's fine it's a good thing and that's where it's like i'm not i'm not i'm glad i get to walk this and you know it's it's Mm -hmm. not it's going to be beautiful and i have no and i'll be able to lean more into jesus for that and let the holy spirit but i have to choose to be still and let him do that work mm. in me and it's hard yeah. when you're trying to do all the things and you're working mm-hmm. and you're you know you got these kids and then there's like you know the valentines mm-hmm. and the what, and dinner <laughs> yes yeah, all, yeah, yeah. all the things you well I think, oh this is the reason why i brought it up it's like in it this last week's chapter was on becoming your true self Mm-hmm. And actually having the freedom to walk in who we really are and kind of stripping away some of those external things that we look to, to try to be validated by, whether mm-hmm. it's our popularity, our performance, and, you know, all these things. So every, I mean, I'm seriously, I'm like highlighting the, <laughs> every line. I'm like, that, oh, that's me. Yeah. Okay. That. You know, so it's just been so good to put words to some of um, the soul angst yeah. of, you know, especially for those that do any kind of like ministry Mm-hmm. In any capacity, whether it's, you know, leading a Bible study, discipling, there's just such a um, wanting to do the Christian life, quote unquote, and filling our days with so many things, but it may not necessarily be what the Lord would have. <laughs> you know, it's just like, it's just, you know, this is what everyone else is doing. So I'm supposed to do this too. So add another thing, you know, and yeah. our lives become so frenzied. And it, sometimes it is for a season, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just think it's like leaning into like becoming allowing the spirit to kind of surface like what's really driving all of this in my life exactly like, oh wow you know <laughs> right yeah. oh, and then so where do good. we need to like lay down our mm. pride and say okay holy spirit i want i need to overcome this and i can't on my own yeah. you know and yeah. so oh yeah you know asking the yeah. holy spirit to 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 break you in those places like that's mm. It's hard. It's a hard place yeah. to be, but it's just so freeing, you know, when you have the full confidence yeah. that you don't have to operate out of anything but the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, you don't have to operate mm-hmm. out of fear or mm-hmm. um, any of those. Yeah, you were. You spoke um, at if about the Holy Spirit, and I mm-hmm. was so. But I mean, I took so many notes. I probably wrote down my notes are basically every word you said, Viv. So I loved it that much. <laughs> and every time my kids drink chocolate milk now, they're like, I'm like, mm-hmm, let's, yeah. let's activate that power of the Holy Spirit in you. It's, it yes, was such right. a good visual. Give us the lowdown on the whole milk thing and chocolate oh, milk yes. for anyone that okay, wasn't, so, didn't hear you at if yet. Yes. Okay. So this is, um, you know, good old fashioned bread and butter campus crusade for Christ crew, you know, material. So it's like a visual to explain the the spirit filled life. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, you take a glass of milk and that's just your typical life, you know, person's Mm -hmm. life. And when a person comes to Christ and um, commits their life. And so it's not just committing to a, a, a lifestyle of going to church and doing things really like transferring trust, in myself to trust in God and entering into a relationship with Jesus. So it's like marriage, 
where you can intellectually know you want to marry this man and emotionally feel all this love. But it's not until by an act of the will before God and someone who's official in the state that you're getting married in and your family and friends that you're declared man and wife and then you are in a new relationship, like it's brand new. So that when a person comes to Christ, puts their trust in him, it's like squeezing Hershey's chocolate syrup into the milk. Like you are gifted with the the Holy Spirit, the third person of the <laughs> Trinity. He it he is you are indwelt by the Spirit. It says that, you know, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, like wow, can do anything. God can actually resides in us. But what happens is Christians that are indwelt by the spirit, the chocolate kind of just sinks to the bottom. Yeah. And it just like, if you look at the glass, it doesn't look any different. And if you taste it, the milk is still plain. Yeah. And that's most Christians are living this life of frustration because they know they were meant to be chocolate milk, but you know, there's, there's no evidence of the chocolate. Mm. And that's because they're indwelt and not filled and empowered by the Holy Spirit. And so on stage, I had a picture of, of milk and, you know, did the whole, you know, the, the, the syrup, but the way that you are filled and empowered by the Holy Spirit is that you, first of all, you need to want to be filled. Yep. You have to desire to be filled with the Spirit. And that's sometimes even yep. difficult because some people don't want to change the way they're living. Exactly. You know, they really are really liking. Don't bump just, into my you know, comfort. Exactly. It's like, I don't want to change anything. I don't want things to get weird. I don't want to become this weird Jesus freak or whatever it is. It's like there's resistance to becoming chocolate milk. Mm. Um, so you really need to want it. That's probably the first place to start looking. Do I really even want this? And the other thing that keeps the spirit from being stirred up in our lives is if we have sin, unconfessed sin in our life. Mm. And it's not the, um, it's not, it's really like a, clearly like God has said to do X or not do Y and we are living in sin and we know it. And mm. so that, just breaks off the power source in yeah. our life. Um, and it's not like as, um, as a, a walking Christian, it's not like I go plain milk, chocolate milk, plain milk, chocolate milk, no. you know, every day. Cause that's my whole day. I'd be like back and forth. It's really like when we, as we're walking with God, if he convicts us of sin, we confess it, we make it right. We make amends. We just, and we keep going and we can still continue to be chocolate milk. Uh, but what I'm saying with the not being stirred up is if you know that you're walking in sin and, you know, you've extorted money, you have, mm. you're having an affair, you're, you know, there's just something clearly that you're not living right. Mm -hmm. It's really being able to renounce that and repent and, you and know, a lot turn, of those things turn the other direction. Like those things mm -hmm. aren't, yeah. you know, those are the things that people don't totally. see. That yes. Right. And that's where you yeah. need friends that will kick your butt and make and like yeah. point you back to Jesus Hopefully. and say, you are dirty yeah. and you need some help. Yeah. There's mm -hmm. a lot, a lot. <laughs> yeah. So that is, and then the third one is willing. And that mm -hmm. is where we surrender control mm -hmm. of our life to God. And that's sometimes really hard to do as well. It's like mm -hmm. I, Am I willing to, like, I've had to do this in my own home. It's kind of like it's a, it's a point in time decision, and then it's a progressive decision. In other words, I think when I learned, like, I, again, not growing up in a Christian home, I didn't even know that the Holy Spirit existed. <laughs> you know, right. so in trying to live this Christian life, it was like, this is not working. Yeah. Um, when I learned about the Holy Spirit and made the decision to surrender my life like this, it was completely, like, life-changing yeah. 
Um, and then since then, I've had to kind of re-up along the way too. And the Lord, you know, can, you know, cancer, like, yeah. will you trust me? Will you yeah. surrender the outcome of this disease to me? Yeah. Um, I remember being in Japan and it was like, we were on a summer mission and the Lord was very clear, like, are you willing to move here and sell your house in California and homeschool your kids in Japan or, you know, whatever it takes. If I call you here, are you willing to go? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't necessarily mean that we end up going, but I needed to wrestle with, okay, Lord, right. this house is not my house. Yeah. And my thinking that I can control the outcome of my kids and their well-being is not really in my control. And so can I release that to you? Mm-hmm. And so again and again, we have this re-up. And so we're, filled by faith. In the same way we came to Christ by faith, we are filled with Holy Spirit by faith. And so that's what stirs up mm-hmm. the chocolate milk. So, um, and I was, and I, what I encouraged the women in, um, during the if talk was just to study mm-hmm. uh, the gospel of John chapter 14 through 17, and just note how many times Jesus mentions the spirit, yes. who he is, his role, you know, he's a comforter, he's the helper. He guides mm-hmm. us into all truth. He convicts us of sin. I mean, all mm-hmm. of this, you know, is so true. And it's almost like once your eyes are open to the Holy Spirit, it's mm. like not as like, ooh, as like, no. my goodness, is that us? I mean, it's like he is in every page from the very beginning. He's there, you know, That's he was right. there oh. at the creation of, you know, because he's God. So um, anyway, hopefully that helps a little bit. I'm so <laughs> excited. I'm like jumping out of my chair. I'm a total nerd over here. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, nice. <laughs> I have been like, I have all these questions about the Holy Spirit and I am someone who is really trying to follow God's leading and I mm-hmm. I see the Holy Spirit in my life because I name it too. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm mm-hmm. reading the mm-hmm. word, I'm serving and I'm calling him out. Like when he shows up in a page and then I hear it in a song and my friend needs that word, I will say, that's the Holy Spirit. I think that's part mm-hmm. of it is naming it, mm-hmm. you know, like giving yeah. God the glory and allowing ourselves to see the Holy Spirit at work in our lives. Like, because yeah. we want to hush it. We don't want to be the weird person, right? We mm-hmm. we don't talk about it's it. A fully, it's a fully operating person of God that we just ignore. That's the thing. It's like, <laughs> totally. he's the third person of the Trinity, but where is he? Yep. In, like in, every day. Yeah, and why and, are we talking about it? When you said that about John, when you told the ladies to go back and read John, I'm going to read John. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited because I I was listening to um I listen because I'm yeah you know, I'm nerdy over here so I was listening to the Village Church uh, mm-hmm. sermons and Matt Chandler is going to walk through the Book of John starting in the fall. Oh, well, I'm all over that. Awesome. I know. I just oh, love yeah, that. that. Like you know, like so good. like I just love when you can have conversations with people that are like minded. And you have that like kinship, right? Like we have that kinship mm-hmm. as sisters in Christ because the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in both of us, you know? And totally. Right. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. My Holy, the Holy Spirit that lives in me like sees Viv yeah. and, and so, like, hey, girl. So exactly. You're <laughs> yeah. like, hey, we know each other, even though we don't, <laughs> yeah. but I feel mm-hmm. like we do. And yeah. that's, let's, so let's run our races hard after Jesus together. Like, can we cheer each other on and, you know, you do your thing and I'll do my thing. And it's all for the glory of God, not to be seen by man. Mm. And, um, just like, we need more of that, like more people leading and operating under the power of the Holy spirit. It is really sad when people just kind of miss, they miss that. Well, it's really pretty amazing. Like the founder of crew, Dr. Um, Bill Bright, he has been, you know, he's said over and over, he's like, he would rather help a believer learn the ministry of the Holy Spirit and to walk filled and empowered by the Holy Spirit than to lead a hundred people to Christ, Yeah, which it's like, really? But it's like, it's true because when a Christian is filled and empowered by the Holy Spirit, it's then, like, there's no telling the influence yes. that this one will, will have 
in the lives of far more, you know, in terms of all of it, because then we're, we're open to his prompting to have that conversation with the Starbucks barista, you know, like whatever it is, it's like, we're just kind of, you know, and again, being able to discern like when he's saying to pull back, when he's saying to, Mm, you know, push through, we're just keeping, you know, I love David's posture in Mm. like, he did really well whenever in, I think it's in Chronicles I was reading, like whenever David inquired of the Lord, the Lord was more than happy to help lead him like okay yeah. this battle come from behind you know or whatever yeah. like he mm-hmm. just inquired like don't do this one just or don't that. but whenever yes it's like what now and it's so fun because my my 16 year old is teaching me like she kind of mm-hmm. at, at camp at um church camp this summer she was like felt like god was prompting her to do certain things so she would and then if it if she came to like a closed door, her response was, so now what, Jesus? Like, oh, you know, so it's just, that. you know, it's like this very open-handed, willing heart. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm, I'm, a, I'm here and, yeah. you know, I'm down. And willing. And I think that that's, yes, and willing and willing. And I think that that's where, um, you know, it says in um, Galatians, before the fruit of the Spirit, it says, do not get drunk with wine. So that's mm-hmm. just a waste. But mm-hmm. the fruit of the Spirit is blah, blah, blah. Um, when we are drunk with wine, so they say. So they say. <laughs> when we, so they say. Um, when we are under the influence right. of alcohol, Another we do power. things that we may not ever. Yeah, we may not normally mm-hmm. do. Like you know, we might dance on a table with a lampshade on our head. When we're under the influence of the Holy Spirit, we may find ourselves doing things that we didn't think we would find ourselves doing because He's the one that's mm-hmm. you know taking us where He wants us to go, and we're kind of. Okay, let's let's do this. And that's the adventure. Let's listen, friends, to the voice of God, the Holy Spirit working within us. And that's not ignore him. When he says like my sheep will know my voice, we need Mm -hmm. it's a relationship. Like we have to be active in our faith, you know, like And discipleship. Yep. Discipleship is where we can start to discern. Like that's where we need older people who've walked a little bit longer to help us, like, okay, yes, that's yes, you just heard right. Keep yes, going. Yes. Or, mm, no, exactly. not so much. <laughs> you know, Vivian, so it all works together. <laughs> oh, I would love to. Can I just be in your kitchen Please. and just drink coffee her with kitchen, you? I would love Her kitchen is has oh, the coaster not. and it's clean. <laughs> it's Don't come live with me, Vivian. Live with Lindsay. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I would just love any any kitchen. Actually, my favorite food is anything I don't have to make. So Amen. I'm, Mine I'm too. totally down. We're for totally that. ordering pizza yeah. tonight for Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. that. So, okay, one more thing about if before we move on is that you, okay, you, you spoke and you rated, radiated beauty from the inside out, which of course is the most important thing. And you rocked a cool, you looked dope, what the kids say. (laughs) Your (laughs) jacket, where did you get that from? That's like all over Instagram. I love this story. Okay. So, Landon Danette. Okay. (laughs) I... As you know from If, there's a whole story about my thinking that I was wearing this really cute dress from Target that I did yes. pick up in the women's section. Okay, turned which out they I've were pajamas. Before, so don't worry. <laughs> okay, so, so we're kindred in that. Okay, so so you don't rely on me for fashion, right? <laughs> so again, uh, this is not in my wheelhouse to the design fashion, but my girlfriends, they know what's going on. So Layla, the same one that did Julia's hair and makeup oh. and my hair and makeup. She remembers that our friend Janet had this jacket and Janet 
worked at anthropology and did all the design stuff for it so she has that magic and so it's janet's jacket her necklace her shirt i borrowed all of janet's jewelry and so so layla okay this is like a beautiful friendship story so she literally drove through la traffic prompted by the spirit really i just had coffee with her last night she goes i didn't tell anyone i just knew i needed to get that jacket (laughs) and honestly I know, truly, truly. And in the book, she's part of the awesome threesome. So oh, you will read all I about her. But she's a new book coming. Oh, oh, yes, yes. The new so, book will be, the, but she's in this first one too, in right. Warrior in Pink. She's, she's the one that set up everything. And anyway, oh. but she went and got the jacket, brought it back. And to be honest, if I had seen it in the anthropology store, I would have looked like I would just pass it. I wouldn't have known to wear it. She knew to wear it, but I'm telling you, it is like trending. Like I cannot tell you how many people are like, tell me about the jacket. It's like its own hashtag, the coat. coat. (laughs) Viv's coat of awesomeness. (laughs) So so on Instagram, I ended up like explaining the backstory of the jacket and the coat or whatever. So, and that one has been the most liked of any Instagram post I've ever done in my life. Really? That is so hilarious. I love it. People are so shallow. (laughs) That's so great. Women notice these things. They really do. And so I'm glad that that was memorable. I hope they remember other things as well. (laughs) Well, yes. And praise God for good friends. Amen. And if it drives them to maybe listen to your if talk or, you know, purchase the download. You got to go. You got to go see Viv. Um, So listen, listeners out there. Make sure you follow Viv on Instagram. We're going to have links to her mm-hmm. her website, her Instagram, all of her social media handles over at the website, bydesignpodcast.com. So make sure you go there to get all of her info and be able to buy Warrior in Pink. And then you can subscribe to Viv's website on top of ours to be able to get updates for when her new book comes out. So when is that coming out, yeah. love? Um, summer. I believe it'll be summer, maybe spring, but most likely summer of 2019. I'm super, super excited about it. That's so that, that, it's not that far away. Really We're at 2018 now. We can wait a little while longer. This is that window Just into the book while. process you gave us. So it's That's that right. right, right, yes. So it is. It's like having finished the manuscript is like getting through the first trimester. So I'm not like nauseous and throwing up all the time, but there's still a long way to go. So that's kind of how it feels. So. Well, we're excited so. for that. We're excited to have you back on when you're yes, please come when back. you're ready to push that book out. Yes, and, oh, I'm so excited. Seriously. Yes, we, we I want to be on your things. launch team. Oh, I <laughs> we're inviting that. myself. Yes, okay. I'm inviting myself on yes. your launch team. <laughs> okay, I'm putting you down. I'm putting you down. That would be great. Such I would love nerd. that. Seriously, and um, you said maybe we could give away a copy of oh, Warrior Pete yes. today, right? Yes, I have a copy to give away to one of your listeners. Yay! Thank you so much. Okay, well, make sure you follow. Uh, go back to our our podcast, the website, and you'll be able to follow all the instructions to enter for that. So you have to go to our website bydesignpodcast.com to get all the info for that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. So so we are by design, Viv, and so I. Mm-hmm. So I have a thing for pretty dishes. We always ask our get our mm-hmm. guests these questions, and Danette loves chairs. Yeah. And yeah, and our chairs, my chairs are from like hand me downs. I buy at garage sales. Oh, and my dishes are from thrift stores and yard right. sales. Right. So but, you know, if you happen to well, have an anthro chair that you love, tell us. We want to see it, but we don't yeah. have those kinds of things in our house. Right. <laughs> is there something you know, like? What's your favorite room in your house, and what? Yeah, and then what is do you have like a design obsession like that yes okay so I have my favorite little spot in my house is my nook and so it's this little tucked away on the second floor I can I'll send you a photo of it if you like but it's got a got a little fountain it's where I go and I 
I read and I spend time with the Lord there. It's got little wow. fountain. It's got little lights. And I have picked meaningful pictures on the wall of places I've gone to or memorials. But even in the fountain, there are stones from different mm. places. Like there's the Blue Rock was from, I'm an, an ENFJ on the Myers-Briggs. So everything has meaning. I am, <laughs> like an, the EN- NF means, I am an ENFP. Right? I don't even know what any of this means. I'm an ENFP. That's hilarious. That's a total I. Like they totally, they have, they assign meaning to everything. That's one of the hallmarks of being an NF. So I have like this blue rock is from Japan and this the sea glass was from New Jersey and this sea glass oh, is from South Korea and you know it's story. like mm-hmm, yeah so that's what I I I love, I love you know having something that I see that's meaningful and also like I'm embarrassed but it's true like my love language is gifts. And so, you know, it's like when someone gives me something, it doesn't have to be an expensive thing. It's just a thoughtful thing. And I, I literally, I think about it. I remember it's just, I feel very um, encouraged and loved. I really do. And so learning to like lean into that and not fight it anymore has been kind of liberating. (laughs) I love that. So of course you have something meaningful. awesome and not shallow like dishes. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, but see, the dishes would have meaning. Like, this, this is true. And, you know, they could yeah, talk yeah. and tell me the and story. And this chair, yeah. Yeah, I have stories about chairs too. Yes, for uh, sure. So, But it's great. And I would love for you guys to come and redesign my kitchen. Okay. And, like every room in my house. It's, did we tell yeah, you that it's cold and snowy here help. now? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> We'll be right there. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Jump on an airplane, redesign my kitchen, and then go to the beach. It'll be oh, great. I love it. <laughs> oh, Viv, you have just been such a joy to talk to. And I am so excited for our listeners to go get your book, Warrior in Pink, and just follow you and be encouraged by how God's using you. Well, thanks, Viv. And we will send point everyone your way. We're excited and yeah. we're championing you and what God's calling oh. you to do in this new writing journey. So... Yay. Thank you. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye.